Welcome to the second episode of The Nightly Crime. I'm Nina Vasquez. And I'm Pim. Kruthin. And today we'll be discussing the infamous John Benet Ramsey case. Before we start, I just want a quick disclaimer that this episode discusses uh, sexual abuse and a death of a child. Um, Nightly Crime advises caution while listening to the the podcast. We mean no harm or disrespect to the victim's family's success in this case. This is simply a discussion of information found online and compiled into one podcast episode. So, John Benet Ramsey is a very famous case in the true crime. Like, I guess you could say it's a community. Yeah, so. Well known in America. Yes, and it's it's especially prominent because it was um such a like little small girl. Yeah, I wanted to start off with a overview of the case. So pulled up from CrimeMuseum.org. It says in the early morning hours of December 26, 1996, John and Patsy Ramsey, her mom and dad, awoke to find their six-year-old daughter John Benet Ramsey missing from their home at missing from her bed at their home in Boulder, Colorado. Patsy and John had woken up too early to prepare for a trip when Patsy discovered a ransom note on the stairs demanding $118,000, no, $118,000 for their daughter's safe return. Despite the note's warning to not involve the police, Patsy immediately called them as well as friends and family in order to aid in the search for John Benet Ramsey. Police arrived at 5.55 a.m. and found no signs of forced entry, did not search the basement where her body would eventually be found. So. That is scary. That is scary. It is very scary. Well, yeah. So, go on. Do you want to read? No, no, no. You can go. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say, the ransom note that was obviously suspicious to everybody. And it reads, Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a, of a small foreign big visitation. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in, there in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to this letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in 100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring a... They have really bad Some Oh, an adequate site attached to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 to to something, to instruct you a delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an early delivery. So it doesn't sound like a like like a real ransom note like to me. It's very detailed. Yes. I heard it was like three pages long. It's vi- like, just reading the first page, it's like, we, we want in a specific brown bag. And I will call you at exactly 8.30 a.m. 
And if you want to have early day Amazon Prime delivery, I can schedule that for you too. Which is not, it's not something a ransom note would say. I feel like if you wanted to have a ransom note, then it would be kind of quick to the point. Mm-hmm. And like, so did they ever go through with it? Like, do you know if the family actually like got the money? Because I feel like if I woke up and I saw a, ran- a ransom note, like my daughter is missing and there's a ransom note, I feel like I would be hesitant like to call the police. I feel like I'd want to do what it says in order to get my daughter back and like not call the police right away. I don't know. Well, let me see. That, that's so, what I would have done. But I think they called the police right away. They did. And they called but... their neighbors and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so obviously people owe I just found it kind of odd. But my theory is not someone in the family. I just thought it was odd. But there could be like explanations for that. I guess they're like people think differently maybe like they just were too scared so they called the authorities right away or something or they called their friends and neighbors over because they wanted comfort well i don't know sorry sorry i'm back this contact fell out of my eye okay so john benet's body was found so this case also has the most Forest police work ever, mm-hmm. which is probably why it's unsolved. So that's like the major reason. So this article then goes on to say, before John Bonet's body was even found, there were many investigative mistakes made. Only John Bonet's room was cornered off, so friends and family roamed the rest of the house, picking up things and potentially destroying evidence. They shouldn't have let anybody in the house at that time. Much less the family. And with this poor, like, ransom note, it's so, it's so specific. Um, I'm getting a little, I went off a little track to reading on the article. We're, we're gonna go ago. on to the theories in a second. Yeah, well, first we go to the autopsy report, back right. to the autopsy report. But I wanted to note something in the ransom note that I found was like interesting, but like just really poor ransom note writing. It details like the last page, you stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authority. Like, why are they giving out chance numbers and percentages? Right. <laughs> it's very... Because uh, no, obviously, this is not a real ransom note. Mm-hmm. Somebody, and we'll get on to that more later. Someone, like, inexperienced. Someone inexperienced. Definitely. And, yeah, yeah. During the autopsy... Wait. Oh. No, go on back to the poor police work little sidetrack 
The Boulder Police Department also shared evidence they found with the Ramseys and delayed conducting their informal interviews with parents. At 1 p.m., detectives instructed Mr. Ramsey and a family friend to go around the house and see if anything was missed. The first place they looked was the basement where they found John Bonet's body. John Ramsey was immediately picked up his daughter's body and brought her upstairs, which unfortunately destroyed potential evidence by just. They're obviously rich people, so they can get away with this. Because I would assume that the detectives or somebody was there, or they should have accompanied them. And if they were, then why would you allow him to pick up the body? Right. And obviously, it's very emotional because it's his daughter, but like. Okay. Autopsy. So during the autopsy, it was discovered that JonBenet Ramsey had died from asphyxiation due to strangulation, in addition to a skull fracture. Her mouth had been covered in duct tape, and her wrists and neck were wrapped with a white cord. Her torso has been covered in a white blanket. Now, for anybody listening to this, this is where sexual abuse is discussed, so be warned. Um, I would advise to skip maybe like 10 seconds. There were no conclusive evidence of rape as no semen as was found on the body and her vagina has appeared to be wiped clean though although a sexual assault had occurred. The makeshift garret was made using a length of cord and a part of a paintbrush from the basement. The coroner also found what has believed to be a pineapple in JonBenet's stomach. Her parents do not remember giving her any the night before she died but there was a bowl of pineapple in the kitchen which had her nine-year-old brother Bert's fingerprints on it. However, this meant little since time cannot be attributed to fingerprints. The Ramsey maintained Burke was in his room all night asleep and there was never any physical evidence to reflect otherwise. There's a lot to take in. Um... Do you want to go into the theories? Yes, but it's very. It's noted at in one it says that there. So on one autopsy it says that there was no conclusive evidence of rape, as no semen. But then um, in another autopsy report it says there was that a tear or something. There was. I think it was semen on her panties. I don't think that was ever actually confirmed. I'm not I sure. think they found DNA on her um, panties, but then they were like talking about how it could have been from like the manufacturer. But like, if she wore it before and like you washed it multiple times, shouldn't it like be like you know, no DNA should be on it? I mean, she she. I mean, if I guess DNA was on it, but I don't know if it was on her DNA or somebody else's DNA. So on one autopsy report, it says her there was small amounts of dried blood bruising and operations in the vaginal area, according to the autopsy. And also says that um, I'm trying not to get too gruesome here because she had like um, wounds on her head, like right. Yes, there was a there was a wound on her head. She had a. She had a um, fracture, an eight-inch fracture around the length across her head, and she also had bruises and aberrations on her shoulders, legs, and feet. And there was a deep ligation of furrow and circled her neck, and indicating so that was from when she was strangled. 
began, she died. So, she was still alive when she got the wound, the fracture on her head. Mm-hmm. Now we go on to the theory. Okay. So you go first. It's gonna be interesting. I think I believe that the dad did it, and I mean, obviously, I don't think there's so there's two main theories going around, and it's obviously the family theory. So the family was in on it. And there was an intruder theory, so I want to kind of cover that before we get into ours. So we go to the possible suspect. So people think that either the dad, the mom, or the brother did it, because yeah. again, they're like it doesn't really match up if an intruder came in and nobody was awoken and there's no signs of force entry. And then furthermore, it looks, some people, some sources say that Patsy's handwriting looked oddly similar to the ransom note. Yeah. See, like, there was, like, different, like, writing experts that said, you know, some said they were similar, some said it wasn't. I mean, it could be a coincidence that the intruder had similar handwriting to her. Because I'll mention that in my theory. Because it also had her, like, um, they used her favorite Sharpie and, um, the notepad in the kitchen right yeah so but... so we both are on the family theory but then we're gonna go a little into the intruder theory so because john benet ramsey did have a man who would who was santa i believe yes yes he would be santa yeah he was the santa from the family for like many years Yes, and it was a... And it was really close with her, too. And, um, I think... Um, a few days... Like, in that same month that Jamini died, I think... I read somewhere she mentioned to her friend about, um... Like, getting a special gift from her secret Santa, uh, from that Santa. Mm-hmm. And she was waiting, awaiting, like, a special surprise or gift from her special Santa. That's what her she told her friend i don't know i just think it sounds kind of weird i feel like he should have been investigated more and when the day he died he actually wanted to be um buried with the item that was given to him by jamanae jamanae made for him i yeah, forgot what it was but odd. i just thought it was a little odd yes so his name is john douglas and he consulted with the ramsey yeah. family and he even believes that the family is innocent but John Douglas is a weird individual. I'm trying to pull up more um, arguments that said he did it. It was mostly because of how how weird he was to this six-year-old child. It is odd. I don't know. I think the relationship that they had was it was, it was very just too predatory. weird and close, yeah. It was very predatory. So, um... Where is he? Hello. He found Santa. Oh! No. His name was not John. His name was Bill McReynolds, and he's deceased. So he was a friend of the Ramseys. And, of course, he would dress up as Santa Claus. And then he was rumored to have paid a little too much attention and he wanted to be, oh, so 
He chose John Bonet to be a special friend, going so far to bring a vial glitter, glitter gifted to him by the six-year-old yeah. with him into heart surgery. Even stranger, he asked his wife to mix the gold glitter with his ashes where he was that to is, die. What? Okay. Odd, but... That's weird. Again, that weird. again, there's no evidence that somebody forced themselves in. And there's another one saying there's a town drafter. You know, there's no evidence that somebody forced themselves in. Well, what if they just let themselves in with, like, into one of the back doors or a side door? You know that the Ramsey family household was huge. There's probably it was very be- huge, but the but the most compelling evidence is that when the police revived, arrived, there was no footprints in the snow. No footprints in the snow. Wow. So. It obviously means something was internal. So, now, Pim, I will let you take it away with your theory first. Okay, well, I think for the longest time, I thought of the theory of uh, an immediate family member killing her, either, you know, the brother or uh, John Ramsey himself. But I think if it was theory that john ramsey killed his daughter i i i i see like the clear like in all sides like in all the theories but in order to support my theory i just want to like if he was the one that did it and they were to cover it up i don't know i just think of like a perspective of mother why like the whole family would cover for him if he was the one that killed his daughter why patsy would cover up for him there's very, I mean, there's very sick women in this world. There's been That's multiple true. cases and of, like, women allowing their husbands to abuse their children. So, I don't think, I, I think it's think very... It, it's hard to keep up that act for so long, for, like, many years, and, like, on national t- television, too. Like, I don't know. I feel like the guilt would eventually open I mean, they are very wealthy. Rich I, people... Yeah. Rich people have so many ways to cover it up. And that's why I think that if that, why this um, puts down the theory that the son did it, because I feel like if he actually, you know, there's a theory on the Netflix, the Netflix documentary of John Bonet where he hit his sister over the head with a flashlight, a heavy flashlight that they found on the kitchen counter. Mm -hmm. If they were, I feel like they were. If he killed her, they were rich enough to get him out of that situation. And I doubt, I don't, I don't think a, a nine-year-old would go to jail for you know hitting his sister over the head. I feel like yeah, he would go to counseling or something and go to court. And I feel like because they're such in a wealthy position, they could have easily helped their son out of that situation rather than doing like this whole cover-up, murdering their daughter and such, like and strangling her because obviously she didn't die from the hit on the head she died from the cord around her neck so yeah i don't think it was john ramsey or the son well my theory is the intruder theory i think it's a stalker and i think this person is a friend of the ramsey family or not even a friend i think it's someone that knows them but they don't know each other well kind of like i don't know I feel like they would have to be familiar with the house or have gone in the house before and that's why I think the police should have investigated 
people that visited the house in the past six months and especially at the Christmas party mm. and I think I, I think that person had to be stalking and watching the Ramsey household before the murder like it was it was a planned murder obviously but I think they were inexperienced I think they could even been like a young person like a teenager like let's say like um, somebody at the the Christmas party and they have like a younger a teenage son or something like that I don't know that's just my theory somebody that is like inexperienced who's a psychopath who you know wants you know has who wants to kill for satisfaction and let's say I think it's really easy to like stalk the the Ramsey family too they could have done it like for a couple days you know like there was you know the broken window in the basement right mm-hmm. that broken window I think that it was said that it was broken prior to her murder so it was broken for like long before that and John Ramsey actually used it to go in and out of his house when he forgot the keys sometimes and if he could use that if I was walking around you know stalking the outside of the house I mean like not me but like if there was a stalker watching the Ramsey family and they were just to walk around the house and they see that that there's a broken window and they could get in back and forth back and forth at night when the Ramsey family was asleep and they could go in or and go through his you know tax forms that was you know his cabinets all his information and that's where he could get the information about his um tax returns and the bonus that was mentioned in the ransom note and I think and I think that's how that person is able to spend a lot of time in in the house wow I think the person that murdered John Benet Ramsey must have spent a lot of time in the house obviously because the ransom note is like three pages long mm-hmm. and, um, yeah and I think they must have planned it for a while and they waited for everyone in the Dominique Ramsey household to go to sleep and they go in there's sick person you know and I feel like Dominique could have even known them or been familiar with them because yeah. you know, if she woke up and like she's not scared like she didn't make a noise that would like awake her family right I feel like it would have been some someone who's familiar with her you know could have been like someone that she knew and he was like oh do you like hey let's go play a game or something and they're like playing a game you know like the psychopath you know you know tricking this little girl and like you know maybe he fed her pineapples and that's where that pineapple came from and um the DNA that was found on the pineapple the son of the Ramses I feel like that DNA could have gotten there after like the morning like when they woke up and he woke up when they were like busy looking for his sister and he's like in the kitchen and he finds in the kitchen he touches it and stuff like that you know because he's just curious like what it is so that's how the DNA probably got there so what I'm thinking is that person that wrote the ransom note because the ransom note wasn't like an actual ransom note I think that person is inexperienced and I think that proves my theory that it's someone who's you know who's it's someone who's young like a like a teenager that could have been like the son of some parents that knew the Ramsey the Ramseys that went to the Christmas party and stuff like that and if he was already in the house before he would have known like you know how to get around in the house and stuff like that 
and mm-hmm. I don't know and obviously he you know did those things to JonBenet Ramsey um, JonBenet Ramsey and I feel like he used he used like things that were personal to the family to you know hurt the family more in a way like using their personal things like to write the ransom note um her you know they used the the her favorite sharpie the you know her favorite pen that she used to like write that patty ramsey used to write and then like um they used the paintbrush cords stuff in the house to kill her to kill john benet and i feel like that makes the murder more personal and more um hurtful to the Ramsey family or even it was purposely done so staged that way to make it look like the Ramsey family did it and I feel mm-hmm. like they did it just for the reason to kill not you know for the satisfaction to kill because they you know are a psychopath and nothing out of it like no, no money or anything just you know to hurt the family in that way yeah so that's my theory I know it's really long it was like kind of confusing felt like hard to talk about no that no I get it and there is more physical evidence for the intruder theory. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It says there is a footprint, a bootprint, found next to Jomini's body, which did not belong to anyone in the family. And obviously, as you discussed, there is a broken window in the basement. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not I sure. That because was, I would cop. there was was cobwebs around the windows so if someone if the window was freshly broken it would have I'm doing something (laughs) if the window was freshly open the cobwebs would have been you know disturbed in some way so I think that that would have been an entry an, an entryway for the murderer and not just on the night of the murder but previously on other days too and I feel like he stalked the family and planned it out Mm-hmm. I think the only reason I would disagree with this is because if it was, if because there's so much physical evidence and because there's so many suspects, I, it would make me wonder why the police haven't figured it out yet, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like the, so, the whole police, I feel like they focus too much on the family. That's what I thought, in my opinion. I don't think they interviewed or, you know, suspected more people outside of the family, like the people, like I said, um, take note of the people that had been in the house in the past six months been around the house you know the neighbors and everybody that went to the christmas party and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i think it happens a lot in cases there's like a lot of pressure on the parents almost like every single thing they do is seen as like bad or like twisted in some way like listening to like other crime podcasts where you know when like a child goes missing and like immediately the family is like scrutinized and like kind of like put into a microscope like oh she's an alcoholic or her mom's an alcoholic maybe she killed her daughter or something like like that has like nothing to do with with you know the actual case i don't know how to put it but i no, just think I, focus, I get you yeah i just think the focus was too much on the family and i'm not i'm not saying that it wasn't the family at all because i definitely see that theory and i believe that um the media family theory for a long time yeah i mean i think i could see I, I obviously see both sides i'm leaning more towards the immediate family though because especially um it's just very very weird 
in my opinion, how they treated this little girl. So starting off with the mother, she, I mean, some, some have noted that she has a, a fit, per se, of a bedwetting accident because she has, Jean-Bennet had multiple bedwetting accidents. Oh, I see. Um, bedwetting is a sign of Bedwetting is, yeah, it is. But so it's And the physical evidence, so apparently, while I was researching, the family is cleared because of DNA testing, but here's the thing, the crime scene was heavily, heavily torment, like, contaminated. So, of course, I mean, like, if the immediate family did something, they could obviously just go and clear themselves because, I mean, like, the police weren't there. And they didn't stop the father from wrapping the body in a blanket, removing piece tape from JonBenet's mouth, placing like all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like I don't, I think I'm not exactly sure. Don't quote me on this, but I think even furthermore, the police just let the family roam around, and they weren't even there at all. Like they left the house while this thing was going on. So I feel like. Oh, DNA evidence. I mean, yes, there's some strange things that go around, like the boot or the broken window. But I found I find it very weird that like nobody at all would, you know, wake up. I mean, like, you know, you have to I wouldn't hope they would leave their house locked. I mean, they're very rich people. I would I mean there's I feel like I would hope they don't maybe they I don't know if the house was locked. There's a lot of doors. For him to leave that window broken and not fix it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that window could have been broken in another incident. And, yeah. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't, you know, care enough to, like, fix it. Like, that someone was, that someone could go through it. Yeah. Biden, I don't know if it was, like, mentioned that he was, like... There was just, it's just somewhere that the neighbors mentioned that it was already previously broken. Mm hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. But I'm leaning more towards the immediate family. I'm not exactly sure who. Maybe, possibly the brother, because it's, um, there's been a theory, the most popular theory, in my opinion, that the brother hit John Benet Ramsey over the head with a flashlight. Yeah. And However, she didn't die from blunt trauma. She died from strangulation. Mm-hmm. But the flashlight fit the eight and a half gitch gash on a skull. And because they think like, oh, because like in a, not a fit of rage. I mean, like he was nine at the time. So, I mean, Children do dumb stuff and reckless stuff, so I wouldn't say it's like in a fit of rage, but maybe he was just like mad. He's just a sociopath, a young sociopath. A don't young sue sociopath. Me. Don't sue me. <laughs> I mean, there is an interview with Dr. Phil, and he's like smiling. Yeah, it was really odd behavior, and I know Dr. Phil defended him, saying that it was just he was just nervous. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I just think maybe. it's really odd, even if you're nervous, like. I smile when like I'm nervous too, but not when it's something like if 
like my family member died i don't know if i would consider yeah it. yeah i thought i thought that was definitely really odd definitely no i just found this sorry no no it's fine go ahead oh lastly um the wounds on jambonay's back which people thought came from a stun gun were consistent with the edges of one of burke's toy train tracks so maybe people so somebody spit i don't know who spit wait oh famed forensic investigator spits suggested that it may have been used by Bert to poke his sister's unconscious body first off. But the thing is, is that Jean-Benet did not die, again, from blood trauma. She died from asphyxiation. So, I think the immediate family did it. I'm not exactly sure who. I mean, there was this, like, really... I mean, you can't really trust psychics, but there was those, like, two psychic twins, and then they were, like, connecting with Jean-Benet, and then they said that the dad did it, and I don't know, I maybe it's just because dads or men killing children in general are consistent i was like okay that's enough evidence for me case closed but um yeah this whole case is up in the air and for no and and it's because of poor police work i mean like it's not i don't think that um I don't think that this case is should have been that hard to figure out by now. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not like, you know, a, um, what's it called? An expert of police. An expert. I'm not, I'm not a forensic scientist or anything, <laughs> but like, it shouldn't, it, it shouldn't have been this hard. Like if the police just do normal police things and we would have figured this out. I mean, like. The ransom note alone is not good. It's not like up to, it's not, it's, it's, it's not fooling anybody. Do you think this is ever going to get solved? I, I, feel like I, I, I doubt it ever, at this point. I don't point. think it's ever going to get solved because I think it's not reversible. The mistakes yeah. that the police made. And yeah. I like, yeah if, I feel like if they are going to find it in the future, they, they if they can't find it, they're not going to find it now. Like. Not with this uh, yeah, this has been open. Nothing. This has been open since 1996. And that's just really sad, you know. It is. Rest, rest in peace to John Lane Brown Jr. Yes. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, thank you again. Again, disclaimer: we do not mean any harm to any of these families. We were just discussing. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.